Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Luck. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Sweaty studio. It's hot in here. Slaving away Slaving over the away. console. Why don't you go outside with all the people? It's a little cooler out I there. I don't want to do that because of all the people. <laughs> There's almost too many people in here. And it's just <laughs> you, me, and Brian. It's Dang. just because we're in here talking about wood and bourbon. And bourbon and more wood. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, whatever. Anyway, <clears throat> we do have a really good show for you today. Uh, not only do we have a, a Brett beer to go over. But we're back on our commercial calibration shows, which uh, we kind of didn't really do them. And I think we started just kind of not doing them, trying to space them out, right, Brian? We've got but, too many good homebrews. But That's, now we got too many good homebrews. Yeah. And so, uh, anyway. Time to go back to basics here. Go back to basics. So, uh, this is actually a, uh, a, a, not a customer, a listener request uh, for Pilsner Urkel. Which is essentially a beer that everybody can probably find. What I didn't understand or what I didn't know is that they're, excuse me, they're in, they're not in green bottles anymore. They're in brown bottles. Yeah. When the brown fuck bottles. did that happen? Yeah. I don't know. I, it's yeah. Before this year, I got some in January, and it was yeah, it was in brown bottles already. Huh. So, yeah. uh, it was news to me till Brian told me. Right. And then I got, I got looking for it. I was actually looking for some other kind of you know, container, like a can or a mini keg or something that wouldn't be light struck. <laughs> <laughs> Only you would buy a mini keg we were. of Pilsner Raquel just to do a commercial calibration on the show. Oh. Just go overkill. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> that's, that's me. That's what I'm saying. I like it. But So anyway, I couldn't find it, but I, I was, no, I was amazed uh, at the brown bottles. Well, I was at a, a, a concert. I actually went out. Uh, no way. With a week people, or two. people around? A lot of people. Oh, man. Um, Is uh, Nelson still playing? <laughs> <laughs> no, we went to uh, saw Dave Matthews' band. Oh, okay. yeah. Uh, wait, because, wait, wait, wait. Who dragged you to that? Taryn. Because you, you usually make fun My of wife. that crap. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. So uh, we have a, a, started, there's a couple of listeners, actually, who are in the road crew yeah. and sound okay. crew. Um, and we've become good friends with them. And uh, so they're like, dude, anytime we're we're here... Just let us know, and we'll get you into the show. So we always go backstage nice. and like hang out with the soundy with the soundy people, um, and we have the headphones on, and we just kind of hang out, so we don't go fight the crowd or whatever. And look, those guys play with some sauce, man. They play, yeah, they I, make good music. I oh, like yeah. I like Dave Matthews. Yeah, it's another hippie jam band. Another thing. hippie so jam the, band. So it's just it's, it's the stuff that I like anyway. But everybody okay. bags on it. Except for the people that are just, you know. You know, and I, I will say, I, I used to do it, and what he, what I didn't like about his music was the like the weird tweaking of the voice that he did. I was like, I didn't really get it, but he doesn't do that. He didn't do at least live. live. He doesn't, yeah. and they friggin' kick ass yeah. live. They're oh, a really man. fun band to, to and they have a fun, and I like, I don't know, man. Maybe it's I'm getting older, but I like seeing bands have fun on stage. Yeah. That's yeah. why. That's why you know all the Matthews fans just love going to the live shows. Yeah, uh, I got a couple friends that are just rabid. They're tight. Well, you know, look, yeah. hey man, look at their tour, uh, and if you you know wherever they're playing, let me know. Super tight. So I'll, yeah, I'll try. To, I'll try to get you in next there. next month on Jam Band's uh, podcast. <laughs> Jam Band podcast. We're going to talk about Dr. the String Band. Cheese incident. <laughs> but uh, I, do have t- I do have tickets to. All right, String Cheese. <laughs> Nice. Uh, what was I talking? Oh yeah. So uh, the reason I started talking about this, this story is a part of the going backstage. Is you get into the lounge. You have a lounge oh, back yeah. there with free drinks and free uh, snacks and little sandwiches and just they load you up, right? I've been backstage. Yes, you have. That's right. Um, and they had at this place in San Francisco, they had uh, tall boy cans of Pilsner Raquel. Huh. For cans? free cans. It wasn't tall boys. Bottles. But still, it's just cans. I would have been happy with. Right. Yeah. Tall yeah. boys. Nice. So we're, you know, we go Get back. A freeway to, bag with that? And just. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just walking around and they're different designed cans. Yeah. So it kind of threw me. I was like, what the hell is this? I didn't expect a tall can to be Pilsner or Kel. Uh So they're out there and I'm hoping. That they're in the Bay Area, that they don't just get hauled hauled around with the with the with the crew or anything like that, yeah. and we're going to start seeing them around because I really like Pilsner Raquel. Did you like it in the can? 
I love it in the can. <laughs> I love canning. Yeah, it looks like know, they maybe. switched back to brown bottles towards the end of 2014, actually. So oh, the okay. beer was originally packaged in brown bottles, but then in the 80s they switched to green. Um, you know, maybe just to blend like in with all imports. Thing. I don't yeah. know. Oh, yeah, yeah, blend right. in with the Heineken. Sure. Those UV rays. And that's back. interesting and that, the they went, that they went back. They, they used switched to be in brown bottles. Huh. There's other breweries that have done that, too, that have switched from green to brown. So I don't know of any besides this that have switched back and forth. But there that maybe. is weird. Uh, well, before we get too far into it, which I feel feel like we already oh. have, I want to uh, talk about our our fine sponsor, Five Star. You can go to fivestarchemicals.com and uh, learn all about the virtues of Five Star. You don't clean and sanitize with one product. We keep saying it, and I still keep people. I still see, uh, keep seeing people in the chat rooms and in forums say they got. Oh, I got this new thing where you can do both and save time. No, it's it's kind of like you get what you pay for. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you get something for free, it's probably not going to be as great. Um, you know, un- unless it's like a free Tesla or something like that. Mm. Uh, but uh, with, you know, with Five Star, they they tell you and they've done these tests. You have to clean it first. And you sanitize it. You clean it with PBW, sanitize it with Star yeah. Sand. That's just what you do. Otherwise, you're just going to have crappy beer. Otherwise, you're going to have crappy beer. And we know. We know crappy beer. <laughs> All too well. <laughs> so anyway, check them out. They're lovely people. They make a, a lot of really great products. They're all over the homebrew scene. Um, you know, any event that you're that you're at uh, that's you know has some some weight to it, like NHC. They're always yeah. at NHC. So be sure to stop by their booth, especially this year in Baltimore, and say hi and, and meet the people. Nicole, uh, I think, will be out there, and uh, just thank them very much for being a part of Doctor Homebrew. Uh, they will we teach really you count on their to, support. Not to fear the foam. That's right. Never fear the. Foam. Home, people. Or in my case, when I had a little problem with uh, a blow off going re- in reverse, for, uh, like uh, chilling the yeah. Anyway, uh, sucked a little in, sucking the yeah with the negative pressure, get a little yeah. suckage. Yeah, I've had that too. And basically, man. you know, they said not to worry about it. Yeah, I've done it. Yeah, know, I've had a blow off in a you know, big big two yeah. gallon, yeah, like gallon a, jug and a quart of star sand well, sitting in and there. And drink it back in. And then I, I've siphoned it back off of the beer. Well, basically. Because it, it's it, you know, layered or whatever. Yeah, what I've done is I forgot to pull the blow-off tube out, and I, I pull a sample off the conical, and I just see it go right in there. Yeah. Oh. Oh, no. And then I go, eh. Yeah, right. The, the, so I've done it more than a few times. <laughs> yeah, more than the, the yeast will metabolize it, anything that, you know, in there, and it's just kind of, and yeah, it, 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 it's it non-toxic. It doesn't. doesn't doesn't touch the flavor yeah. of the beer. It's in, you know, if it was, say, bleach or something else, You'd ruin the I, I, would, I would have ruined the whole yeah. batch. Oh, for sure. And Well, that's the great thing about Five Star. Yeah. It's made for yeah. idiots like us who don't know how to brew. Us veteran idiots. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We still do it. I'm not just an idiot. I'm a veteran idiot. We've been idiots idiots a long time. Long enough to know better than to do this, but we did it anyway. Well, yeah. So we're going to have our commercial calibration, but uh, before we do that, we're going to get to our homebrew, and uh, we have Rob on the line. Rob, are you here, buddy? Uh, yeah, right here. How's all going? right, good man. How are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. Awesome man. Thanks for joining us. No problem. Uh, so, East Coast. What's that? A little late here on the East Coast. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I know. Sorry about that. No, no problem. We made him wait till the late show. And we get a lot of East Coasters. It's hard to juggle you all. There was a couple of Midwesters in the last one, but uh, yeah, you guys love sending in your beer, and I appreciate that. It's cold. We got nothing. There's some nor'easters. <laughs> you got nothing to do, man. Uh, so we are drinking a Belgian wheat beer with Brett. Yeah, 100% Brett. 100% Brett. Okay. Um, yeah. How long have you been homebrewing? Been brewing, uh, coming up on three years right now. Okay, three years. Okay. Yeah, yeah you know, uh, I think, man, I think the two to three year mark is when you start doing weird crap like this. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, uh, oh, yeah, because you're tired of doing the just, stouts and the pale ales. Yeah, because you're just doing yeah. kits, and like, you go to a homebrew shop, and it, what I used to tell people is brew a dark beer because it'll hide your flavors a little bit, and you kind of you know get your confidence and then move into the pales or whatever. And I think after a year or two of doing that, and you go, dude, I'm going to just nail this whatever the hell it is, you know, and you start getting this weird. So I think three years is really, uh, yeah. Have you ever done anything like this before? Uh, this is my second 100% Brett. And uh, my second beer throwing jalapenos in it, but other than that, no. I mean, this is kind of there's jalapenos my, in this. Yeah, I put jalapenos uh, <laughs> towards the end of the. You barrel, didn't tell me a that a little bit uh, towards the end of the boil. Sorry. Did you tell me that? Uh, I, I hope I did. I don't I think get you that did. Now, now I get it. Oh okay. shit! No, you, no. <laughs> Here you... I was, JP, grasping at straws as to <laughs> did it come from the yeast? Where did he get this weird green peppery flavor in his, be- yeah, in his the beer? Yeah, the weird green peppery Easiest flavor. Ever. That might have been my oh, fault. Oh no. Well, we'll have to get you on next month. Okay, we'll call you back. 
<laughs> well, look, see, this is the part about judging that Since nobody we sees. Got him right? here. You need to know. We need to know. And this is, you know, in 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 your defense, Rob, you you filled out your form just fine. So whose fault was this? Mine. Again. Yeah. Us for Yet again. It's my oh, fault. No. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I'm smelling. Going, God, this there's a green pepper. Yeah, I was telling like right before lot, the show, like, it's the weirdest thing. There's this strong green pepper, but it's prickly, and it's yeah, yeah, prickly. There's a prickly in that, and now it makes sense. So Brian, uh, you know, why don't you? Um, okay, so, since you can just adjust on the fly, we'll let Doc uh, take a couple minutes to adjust. I received a bottle from JP that was labeled as a 28A, and hey, um, I didn't label that. Well, not, it was There's it was labels. given to me by JP, and all it has on the cap it says RS, and it's twenty eight A. So, yeah, I um, I thought okay, yeah, it was I didn't um, know, but I I thought okay, well, it's let's start with uh, Brett Beer here, the the new the two thousand fifteen guidelines, and and start judging it there. And just as a straight uh, Brett Beer, um, we didn't have a declared base style, but now I understand it's a Belgian wheat. So, um. The bottle appeared bottle conditioned. It had a nice hiss when it opened up, uh, and, and instantly, just right up front, you get the aroma of the green um, bell pepper jalapeno kind of aroma right up front there, and it's got a a bit biting and spicy. Um, the funk in this is pretty faint. It's it you know maybe a slight bit of hay like, but not not obvious barnyard. Um, funky, sweaty, goaty, you know, um, it's, it does not seem too sour or tart in the aroma either. And just kind of low malt and hops overall, just kind of nondescript underneath the, the peppers and just a little bit of some yeast character in there. But yeah, there's just a little kind of hay-like. Anyway, I got into the, the appearance is a light straw color. Um, this sample is pretty hazy. It's not... Insanely so, but the the bottle that I judged at home was actually pretty clear. I think I had more time to settle in my fridge. Had a low off off white head that faded really quickly in the glass, but uh, it kept building itself back up inside the bottle and was regenerating. <laughs> so I had mostly finer <laughs> mostly finer bubbles, and it was like yeah, I was just like creeping up in the neck of the bottle there. In the flavor, I'm getting like a a lemoniness to it. Oh yeah, yeah. It was moderately sour. And then I just, it has this cidery taste that made me second guess myself. I looked at that cap that said 28A. I went to my 2008 style guidelines and I said, New England cider. And I, <laughs> I switched over to Dr. Cider. Um, I, like, I think it's a damn cider. I don't, it's a, it was the weirdest thing. But like where the pepper thing was coming from, I still didn't know. But anyway, so, you know, I'll. Judging. I did this on purpose just Judging to mess with you. As a cider, it appears, you know, bottle condition, light, straw color, very clear, da-da-da-da, appearance size. Green peppers, <laughs> again, biting spicy character. It was a possibly a bit meaty in there. It has kind of an autolysis kind of character to it. The yeast is like chewing on itself. Um, it has a low biting sour apple note underneath the green green pepper. There was some green apple that was obvious in here. They're definitely getting some acetaldehyde, which is like a. You ever have the Jolly Green or the Green um, Jolly Ranchers mm-hmm. candy? That's what, what acetaldehyde tastes like. Um, so yeah, and the flavor had a, just a low appley flavor. Green pepper, <laughs> green apple, <laughs> some low all alcohol. The greens, all the green things. So and it was lemony tasting. It, it, it's an interesting mix. It was not very. T- it's not very tart in the f- in the flavor. It's somewhat tart, but it's not extremely soured, or it's not going to melt anyone's teeth. So it's a, you know somewhat low acidity, but it's 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 got a little acidity in there. So yeah, there's a tart thing happening for sure. We didn't check the pH here in the studio, but <laughs> yeah, I'd like. I wonder what it would taste like without the green peppers in there. Just that it's the odd duck standing out here to me. I don't, I, mm-hmm. I I don't know why. I don't know. We'll have to talk about the inspiration of what made you want to throw green. You know, maybe you, you love jalapenos. jalapenos, and a lot of people do. I, I love spicy food. But, um, yeah, and with it's, a Brett beer, that's an interesting idea. Yeah, I think it's it, it might be too much of the meat of, like, the inside of the pepper. 
You know, like the when you body of the, yeah, yeah, like the, wa- Veg- like the white heart. part, but yeah. you know, like the Vegetal. white part in the yeah. ring, right? Maybe yeah. too much of the pith, for lack of a better term. Yeah. I don't know what it is, like the the part that the seeds cling on. I call it the pithy part. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it's a vegetable. It has a vegetally kind of cooked vegetable flavor. To yeah, it. but there's a good jalapeno flavor, and then it, and then it kind of goes into that that white yeah. part too much, maybe. Right, and again, it's got a little bit of cidery kind of aftertaste to it. A little appley. Lemony. There's a lot of fruits in here, along with everything else, and it's um, you know the body is kind of medium, but it feels fairly substantial with everything that's going on in there. It seems to be quite dry, uh, with little remaining sweetness. So, you know, I don't know if what uh, like wow, hmm, overall impression. It seems like there's an ingredient that must have given some <laughs> some flavor of peppers, or it could be something coming from the. The yeast, like a, a certain saison's yeast, will kick off uh, a green pepper-like flavor. Um, sometimes, if you're working w- with with coffee or other uh, things, that have a lot of different flavors. And it will do something interesting like that. But uh, or certain dark malts, but there's no dark malts or coffee in this. So I was grasping at straws as to where that pepper flavor came from. Thank you for for settling that for us. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So I I'm interested in what what strain of um, bread it is if you if you know and where it came from and you know um, but yeah it's it's uh, it's an interesting animal it's a experimental beer for sure so I didn't know where to put it so I I I, I scored it um, a nineteen and granted we were given very little information yeah so with the new information given the given please the, adjust because it's not new fair information for Rob as, to suffer because I'm stupid there's a Brett beer with a jalapeno. I would there's some there's some odd the vegetal thing I I don't like the the lemony is nice it really is actually yeah um, the green is apple is that from Brett you think is that from the Brett uh, C I think right you put in this Rob yeah yeah yeah, yeah I, I think it would be the you know Brett is a yeast it's a yeast derived ester I would say and it's a nice it's a nice one and that's part of the, what makes the beer um, nice. Um, and the acid aldehyde shouldn't be there. Uh, it's a green apple flavor. It comes from early yeast presentation. I think that it might have backed off a little bit. Like this sample that I'm tasting now tastes different than it did um, you know a month or so ago when we first tasted it. So it might be improving. I don't know if it's a young Brett beer that's still kind of in its aging process or if you've had it going for a long time. But we definitely want to talk to you about what your process is and where you're going with that. So I would still score it in the 20s just because it's to me it's not a harmonious marriage of the the jalapeno peppers with a solid, what I classically think of as a Brett character. It's either an odd Brett strain or, or you captured some wild Brett in the, out in the forest and cultured it and brought it back to the civilization. I don't know, but I'm sorry that, you know, the, the way we judged it was a little limited and, and, um, but I hope we're still, you know, I'm, I'm giving what descriptors I can for the, for the beer, and uh, you know, now knowing what it is, I understand it a little bit better. So I probably score it more in the um, kind of lower to mid twenties, I think, but uh, rather than the teens. So it's an interesting beer. I don't know. Yeah, I want to hear Doc Doc's impressions of it here. <laughs> Doc. All right. Uh, yeah, when I first got this thing, you know, just from the smell and just. Everything. It's, I had to sneak up on this beer. <laughs> anyway, it, it's and now it makes more sense with the the jalapenos in there. Yeah, uh, because yeah, first you know, I'm looking at the bottle. It's, it's a low fill uh, residue on the neck of the bottle on the inside. Um, heavy sediment in the bottom of the bottle. Hmm. There's a lot of stuff going on. Okay. Uh, the aroma. I got. I got a heavy lactic aroma and and not a Brett smell too. And and that can be somewhat from the peppers too, because uh, it makes a little more sense now. Um, but uh, yeah, I got solventy flavors in there. Uh, you know, just maybe from a hot ferment, possibly. Okay. Uh, okay. A lot of apples. Lots of apples. In fact, at one point, yeah, I, thought I, it was, get, I thought it was a cider. I didn't get a, 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 You both got it, and I didn't get it. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of fruitiness in there. Yeah. Fruitiness, Behind of, the lemon, there's there's an apple. There's an apple in there. And it, it, and I was getting, you know, it's, it's almost fresh apples more than just acetaldehyde. Green, green apple. Green though. apple, mm. yeah. yeah. And okay, so, I'll try to find um, it. Uh, but, you know, the, the peppery thing, I'm not digging it. It's just, sorry, it's not. 
Um, so let's go to the appearance. It's, it's uh, very light in color, mm-hmm. uh, almost like a you know a, a Berliner Weiss color. Yeah, and it's it's cloudy, pretty damn cloudy, uh, not opaque or chunks or anything floating <laughs> in it. But it, it's it's pretty cloudy, which you know that can be okay too. It uh, works. Yeah, it still works. Uh, definitely no head retention. I mean, it just went flat immediately. Yeah. Um, definitely spritzy, but no head retention. And, you know, you're saying it's a wheat beer. With le- with a decent amount of wheat, you should get at a least fluffy, a fluffy head. Uh, yeah, you should get it. That's yeah. why we throw wheat in beers is to get, you know, more head retention, especially if you have a high-protein beer. Yeah, is it? Is it? You think it's because of the uh, like the oils from the jalapenos? Probably the oils from the peppers. Yeah, are killing yeah from the yeah, peppers. That could be. Yep. Okay. Too. Uh, it could be a lot of things. Uh, I get to the end of that possibly. So, uh, flavor wise, uh, no hops, no malt, very dry, no beeriness. And it, 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 <laughs> I thought, it was, you know, I could have told you it was a cider. You know, really tart cider. And but, you would have bought it, for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, more apple notes in the flavor, but cidery apples more in the flavor. Uh, it's, it's different than the smell. It's right. uh, kind of old apples, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's kind of classic kind of, okay. New England apples, perhaps? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, exactly. like uh, you bite it and you leave it and you kind of, or yeah. you cut them and you leave them out and they're kind of yellowed yeah. a little bit, like yeah. oxidized, yeah. I guess? Like okay. Yeah. Right. yeah, definitely. Okay. So, uh, uh, bruised apple rind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> New England go. bruised apple rind. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's more than just, you know, that fresh apple. It, it, yeah. It's different. Okay. Yeah, but definitely appley. Uh, very dry and tar- there's It was just just dead dry to me. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, the jalapenos, now that I got that one, it's still, yeah, very, you can taste them, too. Yeah. And, yeah, still not digging it. So... Um, <laughs> But I got a green apple in there again with the flavor, uh, along with that other apple flavor. I got both okay. kind of going in that. Uh, the mouthfeel, I thought it was thin, cidery, apple after aftertaste. Mm-hmm. Uh, sharp from the peppers. Uh, not taking it. Um, still, but uh, uh, I got a very, you know, just overall impression, I got a very strong lactic odor. It just kind of detracts from everything, and that's... A lot, probably from the peppers. Yeah, I thought it was something else too uh, in there. Uh, yeah, just yeah, overwhelmingly peppery. Probably is too much of that. Uh, not digging it. But uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm. So are you digging the? Green, the... <laughs> no, I'm not digging it. No, no. Uh, this, uh, Robbie, uh, I think you broke Doc. Yeah, but um, the the big thing I think the overall impression is I'm not getting a lot of Brett out of this thing. Yeah. Yet. There's a lot of sour, a lot of dryness, a lot of cloudiness, and I'm thinking wild yeast got in there too. Hmm. Uh, Brett can take a long time for you to get your Brett quality, yeah. your, your Brett stuff. It to takes come a through. while to chew and all that stuff, and it, you want to leave you want to leave something residual for it to chew through. But right. yeah, some, if it's an all Brett beer, yeah, it, it will have. You still should get you know your Brett characteristics, and that's your you know, your barnyardy stuff and your, your 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 stuff. I'm getting none of that in here. It likes the the longer chain starches yeah. too, like and, that. And, yeah. But I'm, it'll chew through things that you know regular Saccharomyces right. isn't going to chew. That's where you get a really dry beer anyway. But Wild used to do the same thing, but it won't give you the Brett characteristics. So, uh, you know, I'm just thinking maybe you got some Wild yeast in here too, along with the Brett, because I'm just it's got a lot of the, the bready stuff, which is the dryness, the sourness. Uh, that kind of thing, the thin body and all that, but I'm just not getting any bread out of it that should have gone come along with it. So, okay. Uh, you know, so I, I originally I put it in the 15 range. Yeah. Uh, but since now I know it's pepperies, and that, that explains a lot. Right. right. And so I, I moved it up to the 24. Okay. Okay, good. So, you know, you got a lot of explaining to do there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rob. So uh, let's talk about the peppers first. What did you? Uh, well, I don't even know where to start because this beer is so 
It's, it's such a different animal than than I think we've ever had on the show before. Yeah, it's a definitely different. It's definitely, definitely different. crazy. So, uh, with yeah. what made you decide to do a, a a wheat beer with Brett and then the jalapenos? Just kind of fooling around, or, or were you inspired by something? Or is your roommate the guy that made the candy ginger pumpkin beer? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, nothing like that. No. I, you know, I wasn't too happy with. The Brett Clausen I was doing, I had a pale ale that just tasted like straight pineapple juice. I'm thinking maybe okay. if I add a little spice and kind of just go with a real basic, almost Berliner type recipe. Because I mean, this recipe was like 50% Belgian, Belgian pills, uh, 25% wheat, 25% oats. Wow, um, that's a lot of oats. Just, yeah. Oh, no, 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 sorry. 10% oats. And the rest <laughs> was acid. Okay. Acidulated okay. uh, okay. malt. Yeah, just okay. to get that pH down. Okay. And, um, yeah, I thought, I don't know, I, I, I just had the jalapenos, I enjoyed them there from my father-in-law's garden. I thought it would kind of play fun, kind of be almost like a, like a Mexican topache type thing going yeah. on. Yeah. And did you put them in fresh or did you blanch them or do anything to the process? I, I put them in fresh. I mean, yeah. I, I chopped them up. like I you did, yeah. seeds out and those little membranes and all yeah. that stuff. It was really just the greenness going in and just hmm. last 10 minutes of the boil threw them right in. Okay, so you okay? I you know I would honestly keep the seeds, keep the seed, take the white part out, keep the seeds, and maybe not boil them okay. ten minutes. I don't know, maybe in whirlpool or something like that, because you're getting that that flavor that tastes like like we were saying that pithy cinder white part that is too green from the vegetable, like green uh-huh. bell peppery peppery. Um, yeah. And and there's but there is plenty of kind of that. I, I, it's I got look, spice to it. I think it's I think spicy, you're on your way, peppery, but. It, yeah. I think you're on your way to a pretty cool little beer combination. Definitely don't want to knock it, but I think that there's a subtlety with adding the jalapenos that this kind of doesn't hit. But you're on the right track. Got it. Yeah, I've seen people have luck with blanching the peppers and, and doing it that way and then adding them. You, you know, you want to, the fresh pepper is going to give a vegetal taste to it like that. So mm-hmm. and, and there's there's a substantial amount of them in there that, that it's it's very obvious. Um, but it's not that it's too spicy. I mean, I've had uh, pepper beers that are just, you can't drink them, you know. Yeah. Um, and this is not there. It's just. That's combination, very drinking. Yeah, the combination with the bread is is an odd thing. Like the lemoniness with the vegetable. It's like it's like a vegetable and fruit juice mixed together in a weird combination. I was like, huh, why, why would someone do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see that. I mean, but I, I, li- I like the wheat. I think I like the wheat beer mm-hmm. concept, but maybe with like an actual yeast, like a, like a okay. beer yeast maybe. And, Keep and, it to a sack. Yeah. Yeah, or, yeah. I mean, if you want to do the pineapple you know, thing, maybe put a little pineapple juice in it. I don't know, but that might, that'd be, that might be too bizarre. So, I don't know. Yeah, what, what's the Brett strainer? Where did you get your Brett? Uh, this was the White Labs Clausen. I did like a just good week long starter. Really okay. let it go. Yeah. And, oh no, actually, oh. this was thrown right onto a cake of. So yeah, this was a yeast cake from a Brett Pale that I had done right before it. Okay, that how, how that, that one, one I was out? really disappointed with, and so oh. I thought maybe kind of throwing it on the cake would get some more complexity, some funkiness. That I don't think I really got. If you're disappointed mm-hmm. with a beer, it's never a good idea to throw another beer on top of the yeast cake. <laughs> yeah. Dump that down the drain and start over. I don't I think know. That, that yeah. could have been the downfall too. Um, yeah, yeah, because you, you, there, the, I, I else see seems the vision. Gotten loose in there. Some other wild yeast. It's, yeah, it, I'm pretty yeah. sure there's another wild yeast in there. It's, it's just, it's just not behaving br- like it should. Brett is very <laughs> slow acting, and if you get just a little bit of yeast in there, getting happy, it'll just take over before the. Brett gets a chance to chew through too much, and it, it doesn't seem like it chewed through very much. Yeah. I see the vision. I do, too. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's interesting. So try it again. Try yeah. it again. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any questions for the guys, Rob? Um, No. I think, you know, if I want to go with more funky, you think I should go with a different strain of Brett, or should I just kind of try the Clostany again with maybe better sanitation or just going straight from yeah. the starter? Not do the whole cake thing. I just go from the starter, especially the starter you trust, rather okay. than you know the cake. There's, there, what didn't you like about the first beer that the cake was on? It was just you know there was a lot of hops in there, but it just and it just tastes like pineapple juice after mm-hmm. not yeah. the, I just didn't get it. it. Was a lot of mosaic hops, and I was hoping for I know like it wasn't going to be too bitter, but I was hoping for more bitterness, and it was just it was really one note. I just did not enjoy it at all. I dumped a lot of it. 
This does have a little tropical nature to totally. it as well. It's, yeah. it, you yeah. know, I can say pineapple alongside that lemony thing. It, yeah. you know, or, or pineapple almost, yeah, instead of the lemon. It's, it's got something sharp and... Um, Fruity. Um, yeah, like citrus fruit to it. All right. But, yeah, it's interesting. Okay. Yeah, give it another shot, Rob. Well, I don't right, know that I, I would... So I don't know that I would do the, the, the pepper with the bread. What you might want to do is the pepper with a lighter style, like a blonde ale. Okay. Um, and just have the pepper shine through and maybe do a little processing, you know, scrape the seeds and maybe a little of the skins and and blanch them and throw it in there and, and get it to a point where it's not too spicy. I mean, this yeah. isn't. So, um, and then, or you could do, instead of pepper, just, you know, get a Brett nice and happy in this beer and a, with the right Brett and... You know, maybe some some other fruit or something interesting in there instead of the peppers. I don't know, but like the fruit and the and the vegetable are not playing happily together, sadly. But yeah. it's an interesting idea. I, I, if I was like, <laughs> if it had been, I wish it. Well, I wish it had been presented to me properly. It's you know, it's, we still I think we're able to judge it, but it's yeah. um, damn you, JP. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, I know. we can only give JP so much of a hard time. Well, that's he, true. He's got to do this month in and month out and. Heard all you cats out there in the internet world. And, yeah. You know, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Rob. That was a fun beer, though. Thanks, cool. man. All right. Glad you guys enjoyed. All right. Kind of enjoyed. <laughs> Seth didn't dig it at all. All right. Doc didn't dig it at all. Keep but, on uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks, man. All right. You got it. Bye. Cool. Good beer. I liked it. I thought it was pretty cool. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back after this. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The Internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit. NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Now, back to the examination.
right, everyone. Thanks for hanging out, throwing coasters in the studio like uh, true radio professionals. Oh, yeah. I got to keep it fun in here. Keep it light. <laughs> you got to keep it light. Speaking of keeping it light, Doc, uh, we're going to do our commercial calibration with Pilsner Urquell. I think it's how you pronounce it. Urkel. 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 Urkel right? need some light rock to go with this light beer. Like maybe some Holland Oaks. Oh, that'd be amazing. Some Toto. Yeah. Let's get some Toto, baby. Hey, please. Doc loves Toto. If you ever want to get Doc a gift. No, please. Always Toto-related merchandise. Some signed this or that or whatever. Okay, so what we do here from time to time uh, is do the commercial calibration where essentially we're just going through it like a, a normal beer according to the BJCP guidelines to try to help you guys, you know, uh, dial in your palates. Uh, this is kind of what, Brian, this is what you kind of do at... Um, at the beer judging classes, right? You do the same kind of thing. You run through commercial beers, right? No, it's not. It's not? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I'm so Actually, what stupid. we do in the beer judging classes is we give people a beer, and we let them taste it and throw out descriptors, and then we tell them what the style is, and then we discuss it as the style. So, yeah, I'm sorry. We do yeah. partially do that. And we okay. Like Thanks, talk Brian. What's there, and Thank then you. what's supposed to be there. Thanks for throwing me a bone. I know. You're welcome. This is what I did in my training classes leading up to the test. Which is probably why I got a sixty-six. Um, and, you know, you bring in specific stuff and you focus on a style. But uh, anyway, that's what we're doing. So uh, I asked you guys to get some Pilsner Urkels, and then uh, Urkel. Lupe's in here stealing our figures. Lupe's stealing our shit. You have it, going. You can have it. There you go. Cheers. Um, yeah, and so you know, follow along, man. Grab your grab your Pilsner. Get it into a, a style appropriate glass. And, uh, you know, let's start it off. Brian, what are we doing, though? Because we have two sets. Well, I happen to have from, from our one of our Beer Judging 101 classes. And if you want to friend us on Facebook, it's uh, facebook.com slash beerjudging101. This is my, uh, my work with Dave Techum, who is my judging mentor. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we've got some classes coming. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway. Yay, plug away. This is your show. We, uh, yeah, we're doing a class in Sacramento coming up for a SAC Beer Week. Look us up. Beer Judge 101. Beer Judging 101. Beer Judging 101. On Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. All right, got it. You can friend us there. Or okay. fan of, whatever. I don't know. Like it. Anyway. Just, just say like it. Well, the kids, like the kids it. these days know. So this is this, the older. So we have two bottles of Pilsner Urquell. Uh, it's February right now as we're recording this. We have a bottle that's good through July. 31st of 2016. Okay. Another bottle that's good through May 9th of 2016. We're going to taste both of them and, and try to detect differences and, um, you know, freshness issues or not in uh, either of these beers. So, <laughs> wait, what was the initial question? Uh, there was no question. Oh, what are we you doing? made a statement and you shot him. What down. are we doing? Yeah. Yes. When we, we have two different, we have two different beers and you, you, you addressed it. When we do commercial calibrations, we just kind of go through the, the beer. As a judge would, and we the, we kind of try to give you a, a general picture of what the the beer style is yeah. uh, to a beer judge. So in the 2008 guidelines, this was called a Bohemian Pilsner, and uh, in the 2015 the updated style guidelines from the BJCP, this is a three category three B, the Czech Premium Pale Lager, and they have a whole section, a whole category. Uh, category three is all Czech lagers. And when I went to the Czech Republic, it's and I was kind of happy they did this. There's a lot more than just pills there. It's like, you know, it's more of a uh, what the new guidelines have done is they've gone to a more of a well, f- wide world, you know, beer style presentations as opposed to just an Americanized view of oh yes, the Czechs they make a good pills and the you know, but they make dark beers, they make amber lagers, they make they make a lot of good lagers there. So there's. So we tended to focus on one. We we used to tend to focus style. on one, but you can okay. find a lot more. It's hard to get here. Yeah. I wish it was easier to get because some of the dark lagers are stunningly wonderful. Uh, anyway, I digress. <laughs> a Czech premium pale lager is uh, it's a rich, char- characterful pale Czech lager with considerable malt and hop character and a long rounded finish. Complex yet well balanced and refreshing. Malt flavors are complex for a Pilsner-type beer, and the bitterness is strong but clean and without harshness, which gives a rounded impression that enhances drinkability. So um, there's a lot of history on that. You can read in the BGSP uh, guidelines. I recommend everybody that's out there listening to us, if you don't already, you know, download to your smart device the BJCP um, guidelines and just read along as you're tasting beers out there, commercial examples or homebrews that you've made or a friend has made, and... Try to understand the beers better because it really does help. So, Pilsner or Kiel? Who's who's starting? You are. 
Okay. You might as well. You're on a roll, baby. I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, he's on fire. <laughs> you're lit right now. In the aroma. So I'm tasting the fresh one. That's what I had. The freshest we could find from Safeway. Uh, fresh bready malt. A bit of kind of a honey-like aroma in there. The tiny yeah. hint of uh, diacetyl to me. I, it's I don't you know. Doc is, is gets more gets that more easily than I do. But I think it's okay to the style. You can have a little diacetyl, which is an artificial butter kind of aroma to this style, and it's okay. So I get a whiff of that. I do get a little whiff of sulfur along in there, too, as you can with, with some lagers with a lot of pills malt. Uh, it's pretty much in check. It's just an undertone, but it's there. Um, <laughs> in check. In check, yeah. When you were saying, check out the, uh, <laughs> the five-star. <laughs> I was like, yeah, is that a pun? Uh, anyway, I will stop saying that word. Um, so I'm getting a moderate spicy and uh, kind of a perfume-like note from the hops. It's pretty um, kind of medium-like. It's it's towards moderate in there. It's 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 not a non-hoppy beer. It's not just a you know like a Munich Hellas. All you get is the malt. It's you know it's got a lot more, a lot going on. Uh, clean lager profile. No obvious esters noted. No uh, no green apple. Um, no, no, obvious like alcohol sticking out. It's like a five percent. You know, actually, this is like four point four percent beer. Uh, so it's you're not going to get any alcohol in the aroma. Uh, to get up towards you know six and a half seven, you're going to start smelling the aroma, alcohol. Then <laughs> it's not there. Um, just just a very very faint hint of some some paper in the aroma, which could be a little oxidation. Um. In the appearance, you got a, a rich orangey gold color with a fizzy-looking kind of soda-like white head that faded fairly soon after pouring it in the glass I had, uh, both when I judged it at home and then here. But it is brilliantly clear, and if you ever get a, a pills, anything presented as a pilsner that has a hint of cloudiness in it, that is a, a flaw. Like, you should see yeah. the your finger on the other side of the glass with perfect clarity. I'm looking at my magnified ring finger on the opposite side of this glass and it's just perfectly clear it looks orange but it's clear um in the flavor it's got a nice uh bready malt with a moderately moderately strong bitterness actually not like an ipa but you know and uh kind of presents itself differently than an ipa because of the water but we'll talk about that um it does have a pretty dry finish it, it finishes out pretty low and uh, you know these beers well, they should have some sweetness in them. They should they should be, um, you know, not dry as a bone. Um, and it does have a, a little bit of sweetness. It's kind of like semi, semi-dried to me, but it's such a low beer, uh, you know, low starting gravity. Uh, I'm not sure how far this one goes down to. I have to put it in our hydrometer and check it sometime, but check it. <sighs> You're on a roll. Um, Start calling you so butter. Yeah. I would say it's it's balanced to the hops. Because you're on a roll. The hop flavors are smooth and rounded and subdued. It's like a nice, pleasant spiciness against the malt and the malt sweetness that's there. And the, the bitterness is there, too. But it's also refreshing, and it's light. So it's a really nice summer beer. It's got a little diacetyl in there, and I think that also adds to the complexity. If you're not offended by a little diacetyl with your, your beer, it kind of gives this roundedness to the beer that works. It's It's not... To the point where it's offensive or harsh, but it's it works with this beer and it's okay in this style. If you don't like it, uh, if you don't like diacetyl, you're you're not gonna like. You know this this beer isn't heavy in it, so you 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 may not like it as much as as others that have less of this. There are other styles that have no diacetyl in them, or other other examples of the Czech um, premium pale lager. Anyway, I digress again. <laughs> It's very light uh, oxidation in the beer, though, as well. It's like a papery. It's not, you know, it, oxidation has various stages. It starts kind of honey-like, progresses mm. to a little bit of a paperiness, and then it's like wet paper, and then it goes cardboard. to cardboard, and then and then, then even to beyond side, that, the, um, uh, sherry. Sherry. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. There's there's various stages of that. This is in the early stages, showing some oxidation flavor. And when you put a beer that's been filtered, as this beer obviously has been, into a bottle, 
and as careful as they are to get their oxygen down to you know three parts per million or whatever or parts per billion i don't know where they're at but per billion, I think. probably per billion at this point in life yeah um it's still gonna work on that beer and it can only go downhill from there so i'm gonna taste the aged example here briefly and there, yeah. So it's a little more. The, the aged example is a little more wet paper, and it's still not past yeah. the due, the expiration date. That's the hard part about it's imports. creeping up a little bit. It's not. It's not. Remember when it, we used like, to fawn in America over imported beers? Yeah, and they were. They've oh, yeah. always tasted like. This. And it was a skunky. We thought right. they're supposed to be oxidized like mess, and right. they're like, "Hey, this is what." Import beer tastes like right. awesome. It's, it's so imparted. Great. You know what? The, yeah, the yeah, first yeah, thing yeah. I get out of the, 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 the older one or whatever it is, the one we just tried, SpaghettiOs. Um, yeah. Like kind of tin, yeah. like the, you know, the, from the can, but the, with the, uh, uh, you know, spaghetti sauce, for lack of a better term, yeah. and tin can. Yeah. SpaghettiOs. I don't know. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> uh, anyway, continue. So, Last time you okay. had SpaghettiOs. <laughs> It's all I can afford. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Justin eats rum and I eat spaghettios. Anyway. And good the, to know. In the mouth you over for dinner. <laughs> okay, good. Can I please talk about Sorry. the beer, guys? Yes. I mean, I know, you know, you're your bachelor. In my bachelor days, I used to eat a lot of spaghettios. I, I know you're married now and you probably still keep those bachelor habits. Because <laughs> um, you got married too late in life. That's anyway, true. You're yeah. 38, JP. Yeah. What was that? Grow up. Never. I was 37 at the Actually, time. Anyway, go ahead. Continue. Medium light body with medium carbonation, only a faint hit of astringency, probably from the hops. Um, you know, there's no alcohol warmth. It's smooth, but not really creamy or silky. Like, there's the just the hops are kind of pushing up in there, giving you kind of a, um, you know, some, some phenolic character in there, not, you know, just the, the plant material kind of gives you that... Um, lightly astringent mouthfeel, but not to a point of offense. Uh, so it's not very creamy or silky, but it's still refreshing. It's kind of crisp. Okay. Uh, but you know, a little, little bit of slickness from the, the diacetyl. Uh, overall, though, I think it's a wonderfully brewed Czech premium pill. And all the, the fine points I made about the oxidation and the astringency, these are just minor, minor things, honestly. It's, it's a pretty good example, and we got a pretty fresh example that, that has a long ways to the expiration date. But you do want to check those days. If it's past, you definitely don't want to buy it. <laughs> um, yeah, if so, tastes like this, you know, po- or pre-deadline, this, past is yeah, going to suck. This you can, this you can absolutely drink smoothly, and, and it's it's it feels like it feels like the style, but it's not like what you get when you're there. It's yeah. So it's different. Yeah. Um, it's made with you know the classic ingredients there, the right spicy hops. They usually use the you know it's the Zaz uh, hops and uh, Bohemian you know uh, malt. So the, uh, yeah, Pils malt. Um, all those classic ingredients are here. It's it's got the flavors from those hitting all the marks. Just seems to suffer just a little bit from the long travel and storage. And I you know it was that it was stored at warm temperatures. I looked for something that was stored cold, but I couldn't find it. Um, yeah, no, actually, I didn't get this at Safeway. I got it at BevMo. Okay. And I pulled, I reached way into the back and got the one that had been the most shaded, even though it's, it's brown, well, brown yeah, bottles. I did exactly the same thing. Yeah. I found it at BevMo, and I reached into the back that got the one. And I checked all the dates on every yeah. six-pack. Yep. Uh, anyway, but yeah. So the oxidation is creeping up just a little touch, and I don't know if, if everyone out there is going to get that, but just look for a little bit of paper in there, and it's easy to notice a small amount of that in a light style such as this. Still, it's a, it's a... You know, it's an excellent version of style. It's you know, it's a, when you taste this fresh, it is a world class example of the style. Uh, but I scored this a forty two. It just it has a little room for improvement because of the light, uh, the defect that's creeping in from the just just being in a bottle that long and and traveling that far and warm temperatures, storage. It's it's not gonna uh, st- taste as fresh as when you get it from the tap in the Czech Republic. Uh, so that's. Bohemian Pilsner slash Czech Premium Pale Lager. Okay, what what score would you give this beer? I gave it a forty two, just as it is in the bottle. I'd probably give the the age okay. version like a thirty nine. The, the you know even though this that one's not expired, it's a little more obvious that it's that's aging and getting a little. You know, it's not cardboardy or anything. It's just a little more papery, and some of the the hop flavors are declining. It should be a so, you know, the bitterness should be fairly high, and it starts to decline as it ages, too. Yeah. 
It, it seems pretty firm. Right it is now. pretty yeah. firm. In the fresher example, you can taste it. In the other one, you get more of that kind of honey-like flavor. Yeah. And, you know, a little oxidized. But, yeah, not. I mean, it's not heavy oxidation. Anyway, so, but with the water okay. that they, they, they have there, it's, it's nice and soft. There's very, very few ions dissolved in the water at all. It's like soup, like some of the softest water in the world. And um, that's where they can get away with pushing the hop up so substantially and still having it be a very refreshing beer. So, you know, um, if this had a lot of sulfates and a lot of, you know, um, chlorides and, and carbonate and, and, and huge calcium in it, it would be a totally different animal. You know, you should try to brew a check pills with two different waters and just see <laughs> how different it is. You know, <laughs> you want to, you, if you're making one of these, you want to probably blend, you know, like your home water, if it's just kind of moderate and typical water, about 25% of that with just RO and just, just keep it nice and soft. So all your minerals are down to a super low level and then, uh, it's going to shine a lot better so okay doc nope. you're up buddy all right yeah well i was surprised to find it in a brown bottle yeah and i was pleasantly surprised that i got no skunkiness out of this whatsoever it's an amazing it's amazing yeah. I, mean, I was expecting yeah. you know the heineken bomb it's been a while right. since we've had one like this it's, yeah. it's been a while and i mean there's no sulfur i got no maybe slight from you know from the the lager yeast but uh, not like a, that skunky, sulfury smell. And the, the H2S rotten egg thing. Yeah, or the, yeah, yeah. The, yeah the Mercaptans. Yeah, the Mercaptans, yeah. So um, that way, I was just on the aroma. That was it, it made everything else come out so much more. It was just, yeah. it was pretty nice. So I got, you know, sweet malty uh, with the cereal notes that's kind of known for, you know, the Pilsner malt. Uh, hop aroma. It's not overwhelming, but you got to kind of hunt for it somewhat. Uh, it's going to be, you know, it's spicy. I even got, like, a little woody mm-hmm. in there. Uh, Maybe from the oxidation? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. And then a couple other things kind of mm. combined in there. Uh, but you're definitely not going to get fruity hops or anything out of this kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Pretty straightforward. Yeah, or, yeah. Even, you know, some of the German hops can be kind of minty, kind of. So mm. you're not, not going to get that either. Okay. Uh, definitely diastole. Yeah. Just comes right through. Almost, it's almost nutty smelling to me. Mm, yeah, like, and it, yeah. to me, it kind of tastes like or smells like macadamia nuts. Okay, okay, all right. And that, I mean, I smell this this one, and I get this nuttiness, and it just smells like macadamia but, buttery nuts. Buttery macadamia nuts. Okay, and that's just just comes right through. All right. We found the pecans. No. <laughs> <laughs> there they are. <laughs> so, uh, uh, appearance, brilliantly clear. Yeah. You know, this thing yeah. couldn't have been scrubbed any better. It's none of that East Coast IPA garbage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, uh, I didn't get uh, much head retention on it. It just kind of yeah. kind of fell, falls flat. I mean, there's not much in this beer to, to hold. There's not much proteins. There's not much anything in there. You know, it's just basically Pilsner malt. Yeah, so you're yeah. not going to get in, in much on, uh, much on that to even even hold that through. Uh, flavor, I got grainy, nice clean bitterness, uh, substantial, uh, yeah, dryish. I wouldn't say it's super dry, but it, it's kind of clean. Cuts off right at the end. Uh, how do you want to describe it? It's just not empty at the end, but it, it just it, it the flavor stops. And it's just, it's kind of nice. It just kind of ends on it. Definitely uh, lightly oxidized on, mm-hmm. on this model. The other model's got some more uh, into it. Um, paper is a good good one for that one. It's not. Yeah, every time, too. This beer, every time. Yeah, these, these things have probably gone through the Panama Canal in one of those hot boxes. <laughs> and, it's, 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 and it's been months, so it's, yeah. it's not been handled well. I would love to get one that was handled well or fresh over there. Ship cold in a keg, yeah. or, or even ship cold in a keg. That'd, That'd be, be awesome. Amazing. Well, so this, the German joint up here. I don't know if you guys have been there. DJs, it's a Czech. Place I've been there right a long now. time. Though. They have uh, Spaten and Pilsner Kell, and it's not as it's not super fresh, of course, because it just kind of that's just what it is. It has to travel yeah. no matter what. Yeah. But it's not like this. They yeah. run through enough of it. 
to oh, where they can going through it. Yeah. yeah. So it's a little bit better than this. I don't know what it is, but I think that beer, I and I don't know why I need to talk to someone who really knows their ass from a hole in the ground, mm. but <laughs> beer that has traveled in a larger container. I can, yeah. I can tell the difference between a 22 ounce bottle of something and a, or, you know, or a 500 mil versus a 12 ounce. It's always better in the bigger container for it, some reason. It probably has to do with the dissolved oxygen. It's just yeah. less per volume. Right. They have to get it in that bottle and there's, there's just there's, there's added oxygen, ex, yeah, ex, ex the surface area yeah. to, mm. to mass ratio or something. Yeah. Yep. So it mm. always seems better and the bigger the container. I tell you that. bottle, mini keg to full size keg, you know, the difference is it's, it's progressive. You can really taste it. That tall boy can I had a couple weeks ago was awesome. Yeah. So it tasted good. You, bring yeah. the share. you didn't bring the share, did you? No, because they yeah. open it for you and they hand it to you. Yeah. So what are you going to do? So anyway, in the flavor, I just got lots of diacetyl. Yeah. And it's just, to me, it's hard to drink this beer. It is. It's not one of my favorite light lager styles. And you say that they have Spaten and, and this on there. I wouldn't even touch the Pilsner Quail. You go Spaten. I, I love Spaten. Okay. It's, it's one of my favorite all-time lagers. I drink that Please all day. Please, guys, say Spaten. 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 Yeah. I, I could Desert Island that beer. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'd be a happy man. <laughs> so, uh, but, yeah, this is just. It's just part of the style. Uh, Brian and I were discussing, and why is that? Um, we kind of figured out that maybe they're just not lagering as long as they need to. Mm. And they got a lot of beer they got to pump out. Yeah, lager takes more time. It takes more money to let it sit there. So that could be a little bit of that. And it's it's, it's part of the style too. You're yeah. going to get it. Yeah. Uh, I just really hate it, <laughs> and I, I, t- I taste it more than probably anybody else does. There's a few people out there I've met that, that taste it like me, I, like I do. Mm-hmm. And it's just, uh, most other people can taste it, but it's me, I just super taste it. Yeah. And once I've latched onto it, I just almost can't finish the beer anymore. Mm, that's too bad. Yeah. Well, one of the problems with diastole is it's very satiating. It makes yes. you full. It makes you like, I don't want any more. Yeah. So not not good if you're a beer brewer, because then nobody <laughs> wants to buy any, a second beer. Right. So just kind of stay away. But it, it's... It's normal for the style. Yeah. And it's kind of hard behind. You can't hide behind anything in this beer. No, not at all. Uh, so, you know, I, I, get, I get kind of more of a creamy creamy mouthfeel, mostly probably from the diacetyl. It's kind of slick to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a pretty good body to it. It's not too dry. It's, it, it's kind of nice in that part. Uh, I get a little astringency, maybe, uh, apart from the hops. It just It's kind of just sharp to me, which is, you know, chop. Probably the hops. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, just it's a standard example of a classic beer. Yeah. And I just think it's, you know, it's just mishandled, and we're, gonna, we're getting it like it is. So if you're going to get the ca- classic calibration, this is what you're going to get. This is what everybody's going to get. So you might as well just... This is what it is. Perfectly get used to it. Just find the, find the you know, the fresh, ex- fresh right. example that you can, back and uh, and drink that. And yeah. it's going to be all Try right it. if you like. This is this, this could be your style. And it's probably better right. on the East Coast. It's got a great balance to it. There's a lot of flavor in it for such a light beer. And, you know, the diacetyl to most palates is not going to be as offensive as it is to Doc. To me, right. I taste it. I know it's there. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't hurt me. It doesn't make me right. run so the other way. Most people are fine with it. Yeah. Uh, it's, just, it's just that's why it detracts for me yes. from the, from the style with, of beer. Yeah, with hoppy beers, sometimes the asshole is not a friend to hoppy beers because it just gives it that weird, you know, the cheesy kind of flavor to yeah, hops that you cheesy. get with aged hops. Um, it's it's an it's a weird combination, but this doesn't have a, it's mostly hot bitterness in here and a little bit of hop flavor, a little spice, so it kind of it doesn't offend as much as like a big citrus bomb IPA with a mm-hmm. big buttery flavor yeah. that just uh, yeah, yeah, it just kills doesn't go you. together. Yeah. So this, you know, it's it still works for me, and it gives complexity. So, I give it a thirty-seven. Why? Because this is a classic example. It should be a fifty. Well, you know, yeah, it is the classic example. It should be a fifty. But now we're starting to attract them because it's, it's just not handled well. Yeah, uh, we didn't get it. We got it right fresh out of the, out of the, you know, out of the place that's brewing mm. it. Be a mean, different kind of thing, and this is this is the beer that changed it all. This is, yeah, I mean, Joseph Grohl invented this beer in 1842 and started pumping the stuff out there. And before that, there was no light 
no. lager. There was no light anything. Beer was, was, was brown reddish, or brown brownish, or, or dark, yeah. black, and, and cloudy, cloudy, right? And people just are like those like, shitty East Coast IPAs. There's a reason that it took off. It was, an, it, you know, and it maybe an, took off too much for its own good. To the point where yeah. in the '70s, all we had was Bud, Coors, and Miller. <laughs> in the America, you know, it's like okay, and prohibition. Yeah, and we can do a whole another show on that. Rainier, Rainier, yeah, Schlitz is real good. Yeah, I like it. PBR, um, yeah. So they're out there. So you know, it spawned some Abst. good things. Or yeah, it's 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 look. It's a great beer. It's it's definitely you know carried its weight. It's it's it made it this inspired the world to like like yeah. beer. But yeah, I'm, but I'm judging this this beer. particular beer. Yes. And and what I find getting this commercially is that it it will vary. It not only can but it right. does. It will just vary from from time to time. So you know, don't don't run off. From it, and you know, maybe try to get it on on draft. But right. uh, I mean, if you get if you get yeah. on draft, even if you get on draft someplace, and the place isn't pushing it very fast, <laughs> right? It's, 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 not, it's, it's not going to be okay. It's tough, man. You Some beers to, don't travel yeah. well. This so don't don't judge it all at once. Just yeah. you know, just need to go to Europe and get it there. Yeah, there's a reason. Along with a lot of other beers over there, but yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, okay, we have to take uh, uh, our last break, oh. uh, which is here, and then uh, we will be. Uh, right back, we have to give uh, well, we have to give Rob his uh, grog tag gift certificate, and then just basically say goodbye. So anyway, um, Doctor Homebrew, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five star treatment today admitted homebrewing is not always free of frustrations years ago brothers bill and jim mitchell decided to minimize those frustrations and create an entirely new brewing process and a brand new kitchen appliance the pico brew zymatic the zymatic sits on your kitchen counter and connects to the internet via wi-fi it comes with access to a huge recipe library full of award-winning beers and can brew your next batch at the push of a button improve repeatability and refine your recipes with the Pico Brew Zymatic. With minimal cleaning and hassle, the Zymatic enables anyone to brew craft beer in the comfort of their own kitchen. Just add your ingredients and the process of home brewing becomes simplified and automatic, allowing you to focus on what really matters while you brew. At Pico Brew, they believe everyone should be able to enjoy the art of home brewing and make their own damn good craft beer. See the Zymatic in action today at PicoBrew.com. Hey, dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's the pale ale, you're good, but stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian. Oh, man, this guy needs to get some grog tags. Grog tags are reusable, right-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are homebrewers. They wanted great-looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water-resistant, and ice chest approved. Grog Tags stay on in water or an ice chest, and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to cut Customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look. Ugh, it's that pseudo-Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some Grog Tags, dude. Grog Tag. At least your beer will look good. GrogTag.com. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. (laughs) 
All right, real fast, and then we're going to get out of here. Uh, since we did the commercial calibration, and Rob was our only other uh, you know homebrew on, he wins the no grog tag, forty dollar. At least your beer will look good. Gift certificate. So Rob, uh, start getting your uh, you know your ideas for your labels ready, and then head over to grogtag.com. And uh, you know, I'll email Todd over there and uh, hook you up, and you'll you'll be you'll be rocking and rolling in no time, man. Make a big metal sign with a big jalapeno on it. Big old jalapeno metal sign. Oh, we love you, man. Thanks for sharing it. Yeah, yeah it was a uh, it was a good time, man, for sure. Um, okay, well, thanks for hanging out. We did the Pilsner Kell commercial calibration. We talked about the uh, the Brett uh, jalapeno wheat beer thing. Uh, Brian, what's your uh, be- uh, your beer judge uh, deal again? Beer judging one hundred and one. So you just go yeah, Facebook dot com slash beer judging one hundred and one. We got a link for our Sacramento class coming up uh, March, uh, sorry, uh, February twenty eighth. There, so Sac Bear Week. They do some pretty good stuff up there. There's a lot of good breweries coming up in Sac Town. It's it's a nice area for for that. Awesome. A lot better than it used to be. That's cool. Uh, all right, everybody. Before we take off, don't forget about our other B in shows. You know, we got the session, and we have. Uh, uh, well, Dr. Homebrew, you already know about, and the Jamil shows, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, there's something for everybody here on the Brewery Network. When is the JP uh, show going to start? That's called Ears Up Podcast. You can go to earsuppodcast.com oh. and learn all about Disney and Disneyland and all the kind of other stuff I, you know, I Doc, do. Doc, what right random thing do you want to promote? Oh, uh, God, I don't know. I, you know, the Brewski Clues. That's coming out. The Brewski uh-huh. Clues. Yeah, well, by the time this show posts, we'll have been, we'll have been back. Oh, God. This really? is our okay. first. This will be right. posted sometime in, like, March, but... Okay, well, how about uh, the... Uh, Winter Brews Winter Fest. Fest. Yeah, yeah. I think you can go to winterbrewsfest.com, maybe, and get tickets I or think, whatever. I think, uh, yeah, uh, tickets went up today, which is... Well, uh, yeah, for sure, when this post, well, yeah, exactly, it'll be up, and the website yeah. will be up, and you know, hoping for great weather, and every we've been blessed ever, every other time. So, yeah. All right, everyone, thanks be for good. hanging out, and uh, we'll catch you later.